Thank you for tuning in to the Springs Church Podcast. Here, you'll find messages that are powerful, inspiring, but most importantly, straight from the Word of God. If you're located near Tacoa, Georgia, or in Tacoa, Georgia, we'd love to see you on Sundays at 10.30 a.m. Enjoy today's message, and remember, we love you, Tacoa. Hallelujah. If you have your Bible, let's turn quickly to Luke 2, verse 41, verse 52. Let's read it. Bring Father a little bit low, too. Um, it said, Jesus' parents used to go to Jerusalem. Uh, Jesus' parents used to go to Jerusalem every year for the Passover festival. When he, was 12, when he was 12 years old, they went up as usual for the festival. When the feast days were over, they began, they began to journey back. But the boy Jesus remained in Jerusalem. But the boy Jesus remained in Jerusalem. That's why we're going to end that airplane this morning. His parents did not know. They thought he was in the traveling party with the caravan. They assumed that Jesus was with them. Assumption. And when a day journey before looking for him among their relatives and friends, they were assuming he was traveling with them. After one day, they realized, oh, where's Jesus? And when they didn't find him, they went to Jerusalem to look for him. And so it happened after three days, a 12-year-old boy, after three days, they found him in the temple, sitting among the teachers, listening to them and asking them questions. Everyone who heard him was astonished and at his understanding and his answers. When they saw him, they were quite overwhelmed. Child, Mary's having an attitude. <laughs> Said his mother, why, why, you didn't, why did you do this to us? <laughs> Look, your father and I have been in a terrible state. We've been in a panic mode. We've been having a hard time the past three days looking for you. And Jesus, talking back, said, why are you looking for me? <laughs> he replied, didn't you know that I will have to be getting involved with my father's work? He's fobbing. He tell him, they didn't understand what he had said to them. He went down with them. He went down with them and came to Nazareth and lived in obedience. And without teenagers here, but watch this. Obedience. Jesus, the Son of God, obeys parents. Just for kids who think you can disobey, there's consequences. The Son of God obeys parents. And his mother kept all these things in, in her heart. This morning, I want to speak about don't forget Jesus. Don't forget Jesus. Don't forget Jesus. Jesus is the only baby that his mother was chosen. He's the only baby that his birthplace was chosen. Jesus is the only baby before he was even born that he was on the wanted list. Herod wanted to kill him. All babies are younger than their parents, but this baby is older than his parents. Somebody say amen. 
Every baby received their names from their parents. Every baby received their names from their parents. But this baby, their parents, the mother, didn't get to choose the name for him. You know, I don't know, Mary was thinking, give him a name, or Edward, Johnny, and, and he think he could call him whatever he, she wanted to call this baby. But the Bible said an angel stopped the whole party and said, hey, I know you're choosing name. I know you're looking on name. I know you're looking on Pinterest. You're trying to find a name for this baby. But I want to tell you, this baby is special. You, get, you don't get to choose his name. His name was chosen in heaven, and heaven has given him a name, a name above of all name and that name is Jesus hallelujah you don't have the you don't have the choice you don't have the right to choose a name from this baby somebody say amen, amen. oh hallelujah the Bible says he, she, uh, um, you don't get to call him the Bible said an angel show up to Mary he said how this could be I'm a virgin he said, the Holy Spirit will overshadow you. And out of nowhere, a, be- a baby's going to come in your belly by the power of God. That baby was supernatural. Nothing, there was nothing natural about this baby. The Bible said the first time Jesus went to the temple, a man called Simon recognized Jesus. He said, this, this baby is special. And I don't understand And when we look in this story, Mary should know better that Jesus was not a natural thing. It was the Son of God. I don't understand because if I miss my kid, you know, if I'm going to if I'm going to the Mall of Georgia until this day, if I get out the car, I'm watching them. When they were a kid, you know, I, I told them, I hold both hands. They, they still complain about that. I'm still holding their hand like that. I said, you're not going to go anywhere. I'll take you out of socket if I have to. <laughs> <laughs> they're, still, they're still laughing. You know, sometimes some parents put them in a leash. You know, when you see them at the mall, they're walking three or four kids. But, and I have to ask myself, Mary, didn't you know you had an angel that talked to you? How can you forget Jesus? How can you forget something that was so marvelous, something that was out of this world? How did you forget this? You went to church and you forget Jesus. You forget your kids. After, after a day you don't know, you never look for him. You never even pay attention that he was lost. And after, and she she forget she for she for she forgot that she, she she forgot that Jesus was not around after one day, and and that and that right there we mind we mommy, a lot of us, that when we got saved, it was a supernatural thing. When you got saved, it was not natural. You look back in your life, you could see the step, how God put people on your path, how God put everything in place. You said, now you're looking back. You say, man, I know it had to be God. You find a church, you saw a sign. Somebody give you a bush, you heard the gospel, and you got saved. It was not natural. It was God's supernatural, supernatural intervention in your life. You know, you, you were addicted to drugs. You were living life like hell. 
There's no way you should be in church. There's no way all odds were against you. There's no way you should ever come to church. And, and, and after a while, just like Mary, after a while, after a while, 12 years, 12 years later, she forgot that Jesus is special. And that's why I want to tell you today that do not, do not forget where you're from. Do not forget what Christ has saved you from. Do not forget he died for you, he has redeemed you. And I know you've been, you've been doing church for so long. And sometimes we forget the, the, the marvelous work of salvation, how Christ has set you free. You forget this just like Mary, forget Jesus. Remember Jesus. First Peter said, First Peter 1 says, this is what Peter said. Peter's, he's writing that, that text. I love this passage. And he's saying this. He says, since you call, you call on a father who just each person's work impartially, leave out your time as foreigners here in reverent fear. He, says, he's, he said, remember this. He said, for you know that it was not with perishable things such as silver or gold that you were redeemed from the empty way of life handed down to you from your ancestors. But you were saved, you were redeemed by the precious blood of Jesus. A lamb without blemish and defect. He's telling them, don't forget what Christ has done. Don't forget the price he has paid for you. Don't forget, I know, I know the visit is telling the church, don't forget the price he has paid for you. And I wanna tell you this morning during this Christmas, do not forget Jesus. Do not forget the price he has paid for you. The Bible says uh, that Mary was doing the right thing. Mary and Joseph were doing the right thing. They were religious. They went to church. They did everything right. They went to the temple. They didn't stay at home. They went and followed the rules. They did everything right. They were religious. You know, people during those time, during Christmas, during those time, we call them Christers. We only see them in Christmas and in Easter. We call them Christers. Oh. Religious. Yeah, yeah, man. Oh, faith. Yeah, I'm a Christian on Christmas only. Yeah, I'm a Christian. I'm, I'm a Christian only on Easter. Religious. But no relationship. They were religious. They did everything. They did everything right. They even take communion during that time, only on Christmas. They're religious. Yeah, I go to church. I call myself a Christian, but there's no relationship. And a lot of us, we cut up with religion. If you go out there in the, in the South, in the South, they say it's the most hardest place to, to reach people because everybody's Christian. Everybody's Christian, but they live like hell. Religion, religious. They go to church. But no relationship. She did everything right. She went to church. She went to church. But they did not want that relationship. You know, a lot of us go to church, doing religious people go to church. You know why they don't want to take Jesus with them? Because if Jesus goes with you, your lifestyle has to change. 
That's why we, you are to leave him here on Christmas, on Easter. You come here, yeah, you celebrate, but you don't want to live with him because when you have a kid around, when you have a kid around, you have to be careful what you say. It's the same thing with Jesus. If he left, if you take him home with you, your speech has to change. Your life has to change. The things you cannot say, your, your, your attitude, the way you say things, the way you do in your life has to change. And then, and then if, you, if, if you take him home, you have to make room for him. You have to say, hey, we have to, because we have somebody here, we have to make room for him. That's why we love the religious Jesus. That's why America don't have time to celebrate Christmas. They don't have time to put Jesus on the billboard on CNN because that's all they want. But after December 26, we said, keep him here. We even go to church and do candlelight, do everything. But December 26, keep this Jesus here at your church. We don't want him in our house. We don't want him in family because if, I, if we go home with him, I have to change my lifestyle. I have to change my speech. I have to change the way I live. I have to make room for him at my house. Religion say, I only want to follow rules, but I don't want to take him home with me. Because he require, he require from us. Because if Jesus was walking with them and doing that crowd, they had to pay attention. They had to feed them to make sure they're feeding him. They had to make sure they're taking care of him. To hey, how you doing? You doing okay? Are you cold? Are you warm? There's a blanket, because there's requirement. Religion say I don't want relationship. I want to know I can go to church twice a year. Or just religion said, I just want a Jesus that's far away. I don't want a Jesus that I can walk with. They left Jesus behind. Second reason I believe the reason they left Jesus behind at the temple, because Jesus was not a priority for him. They had stuff to do. I got to rush. I'm busy. I'm busy. I got stuff to do after service. I, I, I don't have time. I'm thinking about Monday morning. I got things to do, you know. Yeah, church was good, but that's it. I got to go home because that's not my priority. My priority is to, is to hustle, is to do my thing. They had stuff to do. They, let, they were in a rush. Jesus was not a priority for them. You know when Jesus is not a priority for you is when your prayer life, you're not praying, you're not spending time with God. Because it's not a prayer, it's no longer become a priority because you're so busy. I got stuff to do, man. I gotta get up, I gotta get up. I got, and, then, and, then, and then he's no longer a priority. His word is no longer a priority in your life. Prayer is no longer a priority in your life. You know why? Because he's not a priority. Because if Jesus is a priority, you're gonna spend time. You're gonna spend time to know him. You're gonna spend time to pray. You're gonna spend time reading his word because he's a priority for you. We think we're so busy during this time that, man, I, I, I'll catch up with my prayer life. I'll catch up with reading the word of God. I'll catch up with doing those things. He's no longer a priority for us. He's your priority in your life. That's why they were rushing. They got to go, man. We got to go to the caravan because the Bible said they were traveling a bunch of caravans. Man, the truck, the bus is leaving. We got to go. We got to go. And they let the busyness Oh, the busyness. He's a, oh, I'm telling you, if you don't watch yourself, some of us, it's not sin. Some of us, it's not an addiction. Some of us, it's not, it's not something you're doing wrong. It's, it's, it's you're so busy. It's, 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 you don't have time. You have time for everything else. You have time to, to watch uh, uh, on AMC, Marathon, they, they, they call it, how you call it? 
uh, they have a name they call it, call it marathon, they have another name they call it that. You watch it, binge what? Binge watch. <laughs> Thank you. Binge watch. You watch, you watch, but you don't have time to spend with him because Jesus is not a priority. We got more stuff to do. I'll catch up later. I'll catch up with my prayer life. And the craziest thing, the Bible said they thought, and here's the problem with us, they assume, another version said, they assume that Jesus was with them. Oh, that's the problem with the church. Oh, that's a dangerous place to be, to assume that you're living right, you're okay with God. They assumed that, 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 that he was there with them. They didn't even pay attention. They assumed that Jesus was walking with them. You know, the last day church, Laodicean church, the Bible said, they, they thought Jesus was in the midst of them. They assumed they were doing everything right. And Jesus was standing outside the door. He said, I'm not even in your presence. I'm not in the middle of you. But they thought they were okay. And Jesus Who's the door of the church? He's standing at the door knocking. He's supposed to be the door. That's when the church created their own door. And not only that, most pictures show they broke the handle. That's when Jesus came and turned the handle because he don't have no access. You have to open the handle. The handle. You have to open the door and, and, and from the back, from the inside. They assumed their relationship was right. They assumed God was with them. And I think that's the greatest danger in America, in the church, that we assume that God is with us. We assume because we come to church, we are saved. We assume because you, you got baptized when you were a kid, you are saved. You assume because your parents are saved, you think you're saved. You assume that you're walking with Jesus, but you have left him a long time ago. And that's what religion's telling us. You assume that you have a relationship with God. But when we look, when you look deep inside, there's no relationship. You have left them a long time ago. Are you like Joseph and Mary this morning, assuming that Jesus is with you today? Assuming that you have a relationship with him. And the Bible said they were simply following the curve. And you know what occurred? It's a bunch of good people because in those days, people had to travel with people because there was bandits, there were, there were thieves. So everybody traveled in group. And they were just in that group and they found the herds. You know, if everybody's walking together and they, they're following the crowd. They're following the 21st century church. Christianity doesn't ask all of that because that's the curve. And, of the modern day Christianity. Christianity doesn't ask for holiness. God doesn't ask all of that. God doesn't require nothing from us. And we follow the caravan. We're following the crowd. We're following the, the modern day of, 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 of jelly bar Christianity because that's what a big pastor with a big name said. And you think it's okay, but you're not checking for yourself what the word of God says. And you're just following the caravan. And that's the problem with the church in America. We are just following the, the, the caravan. And let me tell you, most, I'm not saying most, let me, let me say that. A lot of churches are simply a lobby or a terminal for people to go to hell. Let me say that again. I know it might rub you the wrong way. You know what a lobby is? It's a place you wait a lot of churches are simply a lobby. They're feeding you sugar in the lobby. 
and you think you're going to go to heaven, but you never hear the truth. You never hear you need to repent. You never hear say you need to forsake your sin. You, you never hear that you need to change your life. You can't live like the way you used to live to. And they're just feeding you sugar. And you're just in a terminal waiting to go to hell. That's the truth. And I know it's Christmas. We don't want to talk about that. But I want to tell you, don't forget Jesus today. Don't follow the caravan. Don't follow the caravan of the world. Follow Jesus. Follow Jesus this morning. Don't follow the world. Don't follow the world. Don't follow the, the, the backslidden Christianity that we see that stand for nothing. Don't sacrifice for nothing. The Instagram Christianity with your coffee cup and there's no conviction, there's no, there's no dedication to this thing. You have to live this life. You can say it, you have to live it. You can say it in your mouth, say you're Christian, we're not living this thing. Because when you say it, you're not living, you're just religious. You're following the caravan because all the caravans going down here, they go, they're all following church. They're not paying attention. And they assume Jesus, we, oh, I'm a Christian and I'm living life how I don't want to. I'm smoking weed. I'm sleeping around. I hate people. I hate people. I got hate in my heart because, yeah, I, I'm a Christian. I can do whatever I want to. Oh, God is full of grace. There's no requirement. You know, the, every, all, all woes leads to heaven. Oh, you don't think, you think that's what they're telling us. Not all words leads to heaven. Not all words leads to heaven. There's only one way. And that way is Jesus. Somebody say amen. Church without Jesus is not a church, it's a club. You cannot save without Jesus. You cannot be healed without Jesus. You cannot be sanctified without Jesus. You cannot go to heaven without Jesus. You can't have a relationship with God without Jesus. You can't, you can't experience true forgiveness without Jesus. You need Jesus. Where's Jesus, Mary? If I Mary, where's Jesus? Where's your, if I was there, I said, Mary, where's Jesus? Don't you know who he is? Mary, where's Jesus? What happened? Mary, where's Jesus? Where's Jesus, Mary? Joseph, where's Jesus? Where's Jesus in our lives? Where's Jesus? Where's Jesus in our lives? Where's Jesus in the church? Show me Jesus. Because he's not going to walk here. The only way people can see Jesus is in our lives. Do you treat people right? Do you treat people like trash? Where's Jesus? Do you spend time with him? Where's Jesus? Can the people that works with you see Jesus in your life? And I know it's not a happy message, but I want to tell you, the people that works with you, can they say, they see Jesus and you say, this person is different. Oh, we know he doesn't do those, fool, those crazy jokes. We know he doesn't fool around. We know this as a Christian. The Bible said she lost him. And my question to you today, have you lost him today? The Bible said they, they looked for him. He said after they realized they lost Jesus, the Bible said they looked for him. Let me ask you a question. 
when you miss, when you put your place in the wrong place, what does usually your wife tells you? Where did you put it last? Because I, I, I'm, I, they make fun of me. Every Sunday, I can't find my keys. <laughs> Every Sunday before I leave, all those guys, we try to find my keys because when I came here, I just put, them, put it somewhere I can't find it. And usually they ask it, Pastor, where did you put it last? That's common sense, right? But the Bible said they spent three days looking for him. They were looking for Jesus in all the wrong places. Oh, they were looking Jesus. They were looking for him in all the places. Endless search, but they could not find. They were searching for him in all the places, but they could not find him. The world is searching for Jesus in drugs and alcohol and sex and things trying to fulfill that void. They're trying to look for Jesus in drugs and marijuana and weed and drugs. They're doing things. They're trying to find solution and they can't find it because they're looking for him in the wrong places. Looking, searching for Jesus in the wrong places. Me, and, and endless search, endless search money, endless search sex, endless search, and that's only going to leave you empty. Because there's nothing else that can fulfill, that can fill the void in the, in the human heart. There's nothing. Money cannot fill that void in your heart. And having fun, partying cannot fill that void in your heart. You may try, you, because you can drink that old bottle of alcohol. They say 22 millions of Americans are addicted to alcohol. They cannot get rid of it, and they are destroying their family. 22 million people looking for meaning in a bottle. But that bottle cannot fill the void in your heart this morning. If you're watching online, sex cannot fill that void in your heart. Drugs can't, that marijuana, that drugs you are taking cannot fill that void in your heart. There's only one person. There's only one person. There's only one person that can fill that void in your heart this morning. Some of you are trying to fill that void with so many things, with religion, with bunch of things, but you realize after all that search, after all that, all, after all that search, you realize you're still empty. You spent 2022 searching for something else, 22 looking for meaning, meaningful to relationship, relationship after relationship, because you're looking for a man to fill that void in your heart. You're looking for a woman to fill that void in your heart. But let me tell you, no man can fill that void in your heart. Nothing can fill that void in your heart. There's only one person that can fill the void in the human heart. And his name is Jesus today. You try everything. You try everything. And I'm talking with somebody here today. And I know I'm talking with somebody. Because God said to change the message. You've been looking everywhere else. And God wants to tell you. Today, you don't have to look anywhere else. You don't have to look anywhere else. You don't have to look those, those endless search, try to find hope in that bottle, try to find joy in something else. But I want to tell you this morning that if you come to him, he will fill that void in your life this morning. Amen. 
And they realize, Mary realize, I cannot go home without Jesus. I have to make a detour. I have to go look for him. He said, I have to leave the caravan behind, the whole group of people walking. I have to make a, a U-turn to go look for him because he's not there with me. And I can't go home without him. And she make that turn to go look for Jesus. And I'm asking you today, you've been following that caravan for so long. And that caravan is not going to take you to end this place but today you still have time to make a U-turn and that's what repentance is you can turn around and say I'm not going home you don't have to go home today without Jesus you don't have to go home today without Jesus you don't have to go home today without Jesus you can't make that U-turn today you don't have you don't have to live your life the way you're living today God said you can make you can make that U-turn this morning you can make the cross is the U-turn. The cross is the U-turn. The cross is the U-turn this morning. And the Bible says, and I want to say this, there's no life without him. You may think you're living a life sitting back there. You think you have happiness. You may think that Life without Jesus, it's okay, but it's not. Just like Mary realized, I can't go home without him. The Bible says, when she show up there and they found Jesus and Mary having an attitude, she said, she tried to blame God. She tried to blame Jesus. Why have you treated us like that? If you look in the passage, my dad, your dad and I, we were, we were, we were scared, we were, we were mad. Why are you treating us like that? Isn't it funny we tried to blame God for a wandering off? In effect, they were saying, Jesus, why did you leave us? Jesus did not leave them. They left Jesus. It was Mary and Joseph that left Jesus behind. God never left us. Mankind left. And some of us, we're blaming God. Where's God at? Oh, why is not in our life? Why is not in my life? Oh, where God, where are you? But you have left him a long time ago. You have left them a long time ago. Some of you grew up in church. Some of you knew that you knew the gospel. Some of you have experienced God. Some of you have used to go to church. Some of you, when you used to read the Bible, tears used to come out of your eyes. You know what it means to have a relationship with God. But you have wandering off so far away from him. And now your life is falling apart and you're asking, oh God, where are you? But you left them. You walk away. You walk away. You walk away. Your marriage is falling apart. You don't see it. Your life is falling apart. You don't see it. And you say, well, God, where are you? But you left them a long time ago. 
You left him a long time ago. You decided to follow the caravan. And now there's broken heart. There's disaster. Your life is falling apart. And you plan to God where all you guys where, where you left him. And Jesus said, Jesus said, Don't you know I am about my father's business? Basically, he was saying, If you want to find me, you know where to find me. My question to you today, I want to ask you that today. Have you lost Jesus today? Have you lost Jesus today? Have you lost, have you left Jesus behind? Because a lot of us are following a journey that you have left Jesus behind. You have left him behind. You have left him behind. But today you can turn around and go after him. Every head bow, every eye closed. I believe God is speaking to somebody here today. Oh, I know he's talking your heart. I know, I know it, I know it, I know it. I know it. I know it. He's touching you. I know it in your heart. I know it. You don't have to go to 22, 23 like that. You don't have to. You don't have to. You can turn around. You can turn around. You can turn around. You can turn around and find Jesus. You can turn around and find Jesus. Don't end this year like that. Don't end this year like that. Oh yes, oh yes, oh yes. Don't turn, don't leave this year like that. Give him your heart. Go back to him. Go back to him. 